Welcome to the Bucket Drop Podcast, episode 34. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Um, I don't always do an intro to my podcast. I like to get rid of the interview, but I uh, would like to thank Darren at the Fourth Line Voice, uh, giving me a lot of support, uh, coming on my show, and uh, helping with the follows. As he's mentioned on his episodes uh, a few times, not about how many listeners you've got, but uh, it's still uh, nice to know that some people are listening. And uh, I had a great chat with Joshua Ferguson from the Bring Back the Cornwall Royals group. So I, I would like to make it more uh, local-based and uh, get some more guys that played for the Royals, uh, guys that played in Cornwall, Asset Colts, guys that played uh, Junior B in the region, just so we can uh, you know shine the spotlight on, on Cornwall again as a hockey town. Uh, right now, uh, the glory days are... Uh, are far gone, but maybe not that far gone uh, because uh, maybe we will get the Cornwall Royals back, according to uh, that last episode with uh, with Josh. So, and we also got some uh, really uh, good episodes coming up. Um, I get to uh, chat with Alec Olin Salen uh, from the Five for Fighting podcast, and uh, he's going to give me his top ten enforcers for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Actually, uh, today's episode is with a hockey player once again. So I haven't had a player on the show for a while. Yeah, this guy uh, has a really interesting story. We'll uh, tag him right in. My guest today has played multiple seasons of professional hockey, splitting his time between the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL. He's won a President Cup in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He's also had to get his hands dirty a few times. Welcome to the Bucket Drop Podcast, Alan Sirois. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Very good. Obviously, the states uh, have been greatly affected by the COVID. So how did you and your family live that whole situation? And uh, did it change a lot of things for you guys? It, it affected us, especially my wife's a nurse. So she's obviously, you know, in the front line and, uh, and still going to work from, from day one of this. Uh, and same with me. Uh, our company is, um, I work for Budweiser of Columbia, which okay. is in, in South Carolina. And uh, we haven't stopped, you know, obviously um, filling stores and, and doing our day-to-day job. So, um, you know, you got to wash your hands a lot. Just be careful. Um, certain stores where we have to wear masks. And, and my wife has been careful as well because we have a daughter here. And, you know, obviously don't want to um, get it and bring it back. So gotcha. uh, it kind of changed our way of thinking um, a little bit. I think going forward, we might be, you know, a little bit better with hygiene, I guess you would say. And, you know, we got plenty of Lysol here and, and wiping down counters and that kind of stuff. So we're just, we're just trying to be careful and do the best we can. For sure. And uh, I often uh, I often see you retweeting and liking my stuff on Twitter, so I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. I, I don't have a huge following, so uh, obviously I'm, I'm thankful for anybody that listens. Uh, I went on a podcast last week and spoke a little bit about uh, my little hockey story, but I wasn't blessed with a tremendous speed or a great shot. So... Uh, <laughs> Can you tell me a bit about your hockey story just uh, as, a, as a young boy and uh, uh, how you got started? Obviously, like most Canadians, we start real young. I started skating. I was three. Uh, kind of worked my way through the, uh, the minors with uh, uh, the little leagues from back home. You know, went to double-A and finally ended up with uh, major AAA when I first time I went, I left home. Okay. Well, you have to stay with billets. And uh, from there, I got drafted to Scudamy in the second round, which I uh, played there for three seasons. And then was traded. Um, at that time, we had too many 19-year-olds, and you were only allowed to keep uh, three 20-year-olds uh, over age year. And uh, I was traded to Ramuski, which is pretty much getting traded back home because it's only an hour from my hometown. Uh, and I had a great season there. And uh, because I had that great season, 
kind of moving forward, uh, my agent was able to get me a two-way contract with um, uh, Wooster Ice Cats and the East Coast Hockey League, which was the Baton Rouge Kingfish at the time. And included into this was also two seasons of uh, tryouts with the St. Louis Blues, which was a great experience for me. For sure. And I want to get into that, but uh, I want to talk a bit about your, uh, you know, your, uh, your junior days. So you played uh, three years uh, with uh, Shikudami. And uh, from your rookie year to your sophomore year, uh, you jumped uh, up in points exponentially. So you had uh, became a point-per-game guy. So uh, what can you attribute uh, that improvement to? Is it simply playing time, getting stronger, getting older? Uh, I think it's a little bit of, of all that. Um, we, we also changed coach, which, which did help. I don't think Joe, his name was Joe Canale at the time, I believe. I don't think he, he liked me much, liked the way I played much. So I really wasn't getting, I was the 10th forward. So I was kind of jumping onto the first three lines here and there. As you know, when you don't, when you don't play much, it's tough to get into it and really get a rhythm. And uh, the second season, uh, we got a different coach, Gaston Drapeau. He, re he really helped me a lot, uh, let me play a lot. And that season, we actually won the, um, we won the cup. We were first, uh, first in the league. So which was a great thing. Ended up going to the Memorial Cup, and it really changed everything for me. Uh, matured a lot over the summer, and uh, I, I can I, I can attribute all that all together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, you guys won the President Cup, uh, which means uh, you guys won the whole uh, Quebec League. You guys uh, had Stéphane Fichot between the pipes, I believe. Eric Fichot. Uh, Eric Fichot. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, That's all right. And uh, so you guys made it to the uh, Memorial Cup, uh, which was hosted in Laval, Quebec. Myself, I've, I've never been to, to a Memorial Cup. So uh, how many games is it to, to, to get to the final cup? So this is also an amazing experience. Uh, we, uh, it was Laval, North Bay, uh, Kamloops, and us. And uh, what it is, it's a round robin where you play each team once. Uh, we beat North Bay 3-1, to one, lost, uh, I mean, beat Laval 4-2, to two, and lost to Kamloops 5 nothing, which put us as 2-1. and one. Uh, North Bay was 0-3. Uh, one and two was Laval, and Cam Loops didn't lose a game. So Cam Loops go directly to the finals, okay. while Laval and us play in semifinal. And we lost that game four to two. So Laval ended up going to the finals against Cam Loops, and Cam Loops beat them five to four, I believe, uh, in the final to win the cup. And uh, you were telling me that uh, that Cam Loops uh, uh, Blazers team, they were. Uh, they were quite stacked, uh, guys like uh, Darcy Tucker, uh, Jerome Aginla, and I think yeah, you even said that he wasn't even on the top line, correct? Uh, Aginla, <laughs> just to tell you how good they were, Aginla yeah. was on the fourth line. Oh, the fourth line, okay. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yeah, they... you guys had a solid uh, goaltender in, uh, in Fichot, um, but you, you said, like, what, it was, you guys lost 5 nothing to them in the round robin, but... He, he was. He played outstanding. If if I remember right, because I'm, I'm I'm good with numbers, I, I believe he he had over 40 saves, Holy and God. he was he was staying on his head the entire game. You know, obviously Laval is a great spot for even though it's a it's a Memorial Cup, which is you know motivate yourself. It's also a great spot for all the uh, scouts are going to. Um, and he knew he was he was playing for a contract and that kind of stuff, and uh, he played unreal, and we yeah. still lost five nothing. That team was so stacked. Till this day, I still don't know how, you know, we played 10 games, we'll probably win one out of 10. Um, they, 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 were, they were amazing. I mean, most of these guys, you could say half that team were first-rounders in the NHL. Yeah. So it's, you know, they won three Memorial Cups out of four years during okay. that time. That's so we insane. just fell into the wrong year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it's kind of cool, I guess, how they mesh all those uh, the leagues together, right? 
Oh yeah, because then it, you know you win, you, you're you're the best team in Canada, yeah, which exactly. is a huge country, and and obviously hockey is number one sport. So j just for us to make it there, um, to win our league was was an achievement itself, and the experience itself, I, 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 I mean, I'll never forget those guys. Uh, what's funny about those guys is we're so close, um, and, and you can look at the list at the roster, and literally only a few guys played pro, and the rest. Really, just after after the, their career juniors, it, it was over. They went to regular life. So yeah. we just happened to gel real well together, and we uh, we actually met um, when it was 20 year anniversary of our championship. We met. Uh, we all met in Shkudmi, nice. and I was able to, to to fly there and and kind of meet all the guys. And uh, uh, the only thing I was really disappointed is is a month or so prior, our, our coach of that season uh, passed. Oh, which would have been great to uh, to see him again, and for sure. And um, but um, the, the whole experience was amazing too. Yeah, right on. And uh, like I know that, like you said, like a lot of these guys, you know, uh, you know, you guys still share that bond, but they go back to their regular life. Um, but you continued to play hockey. So, uh, like I said, uh, you uh, you had a good season where you had 127 points in 95, 96, which is almost two points per game. Um, so that was obviously your best year uh, for individual stats. Did you get an invitation to try out for the Ice Cats, or uh, is it something that your like your agent set up? Yeah, my, my agent, Mr. Simpson, he uh, he actually was able to work uh, work that out um, as 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 the season was going on. Because really, after my third season, which I kind of regressed point wise, and, and we didn't do as well as a team, really my future wasn't that bright. Um, and tell you the truth, I've never even heard of the East Coast Hockey League before I ended up playing in it. Yeah. Um, so, so I couldn't see, you know, in my, in my mind was either I'm going to American league or trout in NHL or, or that kind of stuff. But after that third season, it didn't look, it didn't look promising. Mm -hmm. But then as the season went on my overage year, uh, my agent was able to make some phone calls and say, hey, look, look how he's playing. Look, look what's going on. And, and, uh, he was able to sign up for, for, for me. And, uh, I actually went up uh, as soon as we got in, eliminated that season, the second round, I was able to go up two days later and actually played two games uh, in the American League that season, uh, which, I, which I had my first pro goal, uh, which was in the same junior season. And then after that, the next year, that's when St. Louis Blues training camp came into play. Okay, and uh, can you tell me a bit about that training camp, the, the St. Louis Blues uh, training camp? It was, uh, you know, it's an eye-opener when, uh, when you first get up there and, and uh, you know, you see these guys on TV and, and uh, I was a big fan of Brett Hall and he happened to be there and, and uh, you watch them shoot and the way they skate and it just, they're just, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, they're even better than you think you see on TV and, and they're not even, you know, this training camp back in those days, training camp was to get ready for the season. Yeah. You know, in today's world, um, they, they, they're already ready to go. I mean, they're in great shape and everything else. And back yeah. then they, they, they took that two, three weeks to get ready for the season. And, uh, and uh, seeing those guys in the locker room, you know, getting dressed to them, talk to Ron Sutter was a great, great helper for me. Uh, even though I couldn't speak much English at the time, um, he sat next to me and he really tried to help me. I, I was on his line um, during the, the camp and I was there for two weeks and he, he really tried to help me, try to teach me things and do this, do that, or you shouldn't go there this, this time. And yeah. it was really helpful. And that whole experience, I'll never forget that, you know, uh, until the day I die, I just, it was, it was amazing. No, that's awesome that you were able to share the ice with, uh, with Brett Hall. And like you said, it's training camp. It's uh, to get you ready for the season. So, you know, I'm sure he's not coming in in, in uh, full form, but he's still uh, that good, you that's, know. That's right. And you, uh, did you uh, try to drop the gloves with uh, Tony Twist in, in training camp? 
<laughs> oh, no, stay away from that. And I think, I believe he was told not to. Um, same which uh, there was a rumor that Brett Hall was told not to take slap shots. I don't know if that was true or not. Okay. Uh, uh, not to hurt any goalies, but yeah, because um, yeah, my, my a good friend of mine, Sammy Nazardine, um, actually hit Tony Twist center in the ice and, and, he, and he fell hard. It was a terrible hit. Okay. Well, Tony just got up and kept on playing and he, he didn't do nothing about it, which, you know, we know how you would react in, in yeah. a real NHL game. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like, obviously, uh, you, you have to be a good player to play in the ECHL and put up the point seasons that you did. I mean, uh, like, what was uh, what were you basically known for? Because obviously, you know, you're uh, you're you're playing forward. So, like, were you known for your sh- your shot, your speed, or just kind of a combination of all? Um, I guess you could say I was I was a good goal scorer, um, okay. hard nosed guy. Definitely not my speed. Um, I, I didn't have that compared to others. Uh, but I was I, I consider myself a smart hockey player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could drop them if need be, but that definitely wasn't my job. Um, yeah. I, I was there to put up points um, offensively. Yeah. And, well, actually, in your last season, I think your penalty minutes went up a bit. Uh, of junior, I'm saying. Is that because basically you're one of the better players and then you're being attacked a lot more? Yeah, that's part of it. And also, I was, I was a big hard guy. And okay. I always felt like, um, and I, I think my teammates would tell you the same, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on anybody. I'll, I'll help you in any way possibly even though I, I'm probably going to get beat up I yeah. already know that I you know I, I'm there for you and we're a team and and uh you know I was a big team guy I think that's why I got involved so much in that kind of stuff right on and like I I know all about getting beat up because uh that's happened to me a lot <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of toughness a while ago like uh, who would you say the toughest guy that you did fight was because uh, obviously the podcast is called bucket drop podcast so I got to throw yep. in one question like that Mitch Fritz, uh, Brent Henley. Mitch Fritz ended up playing for the Lightning, I believe. You fought Mitch Fritz. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was again. It was it was defending a, uh, a teammate. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> um, and I I got a jump on him, so I didn't get beat up. But uh, I, I knew if he had more time, he probably would take care of me pretty good. Um, the guy named Brent Henley he was also six four six five. Uh, he, he got me good, but again, it was protecting your teammate. Um, I can tell you stories like this, pretty much all my fights yeah. other than protecting myself, which I didn't have to do uh, rarely. It was protecting a friend, but mm-hmm. Fritz probably was the boom, boom, Bouchard. I don't know if you've heard him. He's a legend down oh. in the yeah. uh, Jerome boom, boom, Bouchard. He played for Columbus, um, uh, cut mouth in, the, in, okay. uh, in Georgia, which is, you know, it, it was central league for a while. He's East school hockey league for a while. I also fought him, and he he uh, he he's tough as well. Um, yeah, that would be I I could say it would be tough with guys I've I've seen. No, for sure, and uh, yeah, Mitch Fritz actually he's in that documentary, The uh, Ice Guardians, and I actually met him uh, at the Grey Cup in Montreal at the Big O. They were playing against uh, the Alouettes versus uh, Stampede, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I went up to him and I said, "Hey, I recognize you," because uh, just a year <laughs> prior he had fought uh, George Larocque, and George Larocque. He didn't lose many fights, but I remember watching that fight, and he was one of the guys that gave Larock a good go. He might have won actually. Not I'd have to go back and look at that fight. And actually, I'm gonna go look at Bouchard on uh, hockey fights after this interview. I was gonna ask you, like, yeah, so you you just missed uh, Gretzky by one year, right? Yep. Yeah, he uh, he happened to be. He was there for a couple of months uh, prior the season prior, and I was really looking forward to that. And then I saw that he signed with the Rangers. It was like, oh man, but yeah. that would be great, but. For sure. It is what and, it is. 
Now, uh, I know a lot of teams in the AHL and ECHL change uh, which NHL teams that they're associated to, uh, but like the Ice Cats, were, they were associated to the Blues, I, I suppose? Yep, yep. And then okay. the, the East Coast Hockey League team was uh, Baton Rouge Kingfish. Okay. Which year would you say in the ECHL was your fondest? I, I think it was when I was uh, – well, there was my first year in Florence, which was uh, 98, 99, when we won the Bram Cup. Uh, we had a heck of a team. We actually, I think we missed the boat there. We lost in the third round. Uh, we should have won. We should have won the championship. We, um, we lost a boat in the third round against Mississippi, which ended up uh, winning the whole thing. And they were fifth, fifth place, which is, um, it's pretty rare to happen. Um, but it was also personally, it was when I was 27, that's the year I had, uh, 37 goals. And I, I, I got the, um, uh, player of the game at the, uh, uh, all-star game. So that was uh, uh, that was great. I was able to. I won some money. So I was able to donate to charity, which was a which was a great year. Awesome. Uh, that's when Dave, Davis Spain was our coach. Um, Davis coach in St. Louis, L.A. in the NHL. Um, great guy to have. Great coach to have. And um, yeah, that that would have been a, the funnest of my years there. That's great. And uh, you played in an era where the enforcer was still a very valuable uh, to a hockey team. Uh, one guy I want to ask you about is Reed Lowe. So uh, how was it playing with that guy? It was good. He was, uh, he was, a, he was definitely a character. Um, okay. And he got toughest. Uh, I mean, as, as the year went on uh, from season to season, he got tougher and tougher and tougher. Um, he was in the, uh, with the cat, Ice Cats for a long time. And then yeah, finally with the Blues. And uh, really, it, it was kind of a goofy guy in the locker room and all. And, and, and super nice guy. Uh, but when you get him on, obviously, you know, he, he would love to drop him. And he got tougher and tougher. And he obviously didn't make a living out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh... – you, you played with him a couple of years. Yep. Yeah. And uh, every time I would get called up because he stayed there, he never really went down, uh, but a little bit of time, but he, most of the time he was in the American league. Okay. Uh, but he was in Baton Rouge some, but not much. Yeah. Um, so really I saw him here and there kind of thing. And then during training camp in St. Louis, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah, he, he, he matured fast and then really did, did a good living at it. And the, uh, the atmosphere in uh, Baton Rouge uh, for, for the fans, like a big, big hockey place or what? The problem it is, and it's, it's you know, you bring fans in the stands, you got to either be really entertaining yeah. or really good in winning games. And uh, we had a few tough guys, uh, especially my second season when our coach was uh, the Hammer Schultz. Uh, of all people, this is an okay. interesting character there. Cool. Um, yeah, he he was he was something else. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, uh, we just didn't have many fans, and we didn't win many games. So it, it just made it not a really good time for none of us. Um, I was actually when I got traded to Jacksonville in February. I was I was glad um, okay. it was time for me to get out of there. And uh, do you have any stories that you can share about the hammer? His speeches are, uh, are very uh, entertaining. Uh, yeah. But the content itself is not really, uh, <laughs> it's not really great. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it, it kind of got us to shake our heads sometimes of what he was saying. But, um, yeah, it, I'll just leave it. <laughs> and uh, what was the difference? Uh, I, like we were talking about this a bit, uh, you know, before the interview. But, like, uh, what was the difference between the AHL and the ECHL? Like, as far as skill, like, you can just see the – the, the, the difference, I guess, because you did play in the NHL as well. It's, it's, uh, it's really not much. Um, it's, it's the next step that's huge from the American League to the show. It's, it's huge because okay. you see unreal player in American League and you go, how, how can this guy just can't stay up there? You know, yeah. and, and obviously opportunity. 
Um, yeah. You got to have your opportunity to, to play uh, and play with the right people and somebody believes in you, that kind of stuff. You know, wh when I was there, uh, you know, if, if, I, if I knew back then what I know today, I would probably would act a little differently, did a, different, a few things different because uh, I kept just trying to score. But I think there's other ways around the game to stay in the game as well. Maybe I could have been tougher and play, play better defense. Um, okay. But he also had a lot of left wingers, which is that's what I was. I was a center my whole career until I got pro and then I was put on left side because of my size yeah. and you know they had a ton of left wingers so it, it's tough to say when you go into a training camp and you see you know there's eight guys on the contract they're left wing and you're number nine you're you know are they really going to keep you over somebody they got to pay anyway yeah you know so it makes it hard that way but the difference really in skills and all because there's guys in the East Coast Hockey League because they're making so much money down they just they didn't want to get called up yeah, it's not worth going up there and, and actually making less money, even yeah. though it's just a, a, a step. Unless you think you got a chance to make the NHL, so yeah. really the, the skill level and all that in between the two is really not that much. Okay, during those years, obviously, like I said, you played in uh, you played for many seasons in the ECHL. Did you ever think about going abroad? Yeah, that that was brought up a lot. Um, but what happened uh, back then is, you know, my third season when I got to Florence and I played I played in Florence for a long time, PD Pride. I met my wife there, her family's yeah. from there. And, and I love who I was with, the players. Uh, Jack Capuano was the general manager. He was a coach for a while, then general manager after that. You know, Jack went on to coach the Islanders. Um, Jack is an awesome guy, awesome coach. Um, love the guy. And so it was really easy for them to sign me from year to year. And it, even though that kind of had an idea about maybe going over there at some point, I always had such a good contract and a good area and good, good people to play with and, that's why I never made the move. But, it, yeah, I thought about it a lot. Okay. And uh, as I mentioned in uh, our earlier talks, I'm quite jealous that, uh, you know, if you're living out there in South Carolina, you don't have to deal with our uh, – you, you got a big smile on your face right now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, that's pretty neat that you, you met your wife over there. And uh, what exactly – so, right now you work uh, for Budweiser, right? And, uh, I'm, in manage, I'm in management up there. I got, uh, you know, uh, five salesmen under me. And okay. Pretty much got to go from day to day into grocery stores nonstop and, and kind of – make sure that uh, they're doing what they're supposed to do. You're wearing a mask, I guess, when you, you go into these stores? Or? Uh, not all of them make us. Uh, I, I would rather not to because I, I got trouble breathing out of them. But um, obviously, we got gloves, uh, you know, carry around some uh, hand sanitizer as well. And, okay. you know, just try to really, really be careful what we do and go in and out of these stores. And, and you know, we, we go around so many people. And like I said, I don't want to – if I was sick, I wouldn't want to infect anybody in the other way around either. So, no, for sure. And uh, before uh, we get into like uh, today's hockey, I guess like back in the ECHL, uh, who was uh, I, I know you played many years, but who were like the, the reigning heavyweight uh, fighters? Well, at that time, Fritz was actually playing for Columbus, so okay. he was he was one of the toughest. Uh, Boom Boom Bashar was there for a couple of couple of seasons as well before they went to the Central League. Roger Maxwell, a guy who played for Mississippi. Okay. Uh, black guy, 6'4", I mean, tough as nails. And I had to confront him one point in a preseason game, too. And he, uh, he took it easy on me, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, McIntyre, that played for Charlotte. Steve, yeah. Ended up playing in, in, in NHL. He's a huge guy. Massive, yeah. Uh, I mean, each team, back in those days, each team still had one. Um, okay. uh, on our team, we had Brown, Brian Gowdy, which one of the leading – uh, one of the leading all-time in penalty minutes, um, Jan Vedraska. But Jan Vedraska went for won the American League for a few years, so he didn't play in these schools as much as as we all did. 
Um, but like I said, each team had their own. And, and this is just a few names I can think of. Yeah. Um, but, so maybe because uh, uh, what I've been doing lately, uh, which seems to be, uh, uh, you know, starting a lot of conversations is doing top 10 lists. So okay. uh, maybe I can have you on at a later date and we can do a top 10 uh, ECHLs enforcer because uh, I'm doing the LNAH one uh, in a couple of weeks. So okay. uh, it sounds like you, uh, you ran into some tough customers yourself. Um, yeah, I'd like that. I also played with Cam Brown. That's another one. Um, Cam Brown? Okay. Cam, Cam Brown played, uh, God, I think he played 16 years in the East Coast Hockey League. He was all over the place, retired at one point, came back, and ended up coaching. But he was, he was tough as nails, too. He wasn't, he wasn't as big, but he's a Western boy. And, um, yeah, he was tough, too. Yeah, and speaking on that, like, I, I remember when I used to watch the Habs versus the Leafs growing up, and it yeah. was always like, let's get all the buddies together. Let's get, get a case of beer, you know. Uh, Let's see what Tucker is going to do tonight. Let's see what Domi is going to do tonight. <laughs> and I find I don't have that anymore. Uh, when a Habs game comes on, you know, and they're playing the Leafs, uh, see, like they'll, they'll, may, they'll may be uh, one big hit in the entire game. So I was just going to ask you from a guy who lived it, like, uh, where, like what are your thoughts on the way uh, – where, where hockey's headed now? The way I like it is really playoff hockey. Yeah. As you see, even I went to see two games with the um, – uh, the Hurricanes against uh, Boston and one against Colorado. And like you said, I think there was a hit, one hit the entire game. Yeah. And, and I was like, it seems like they, not they didn't care, but it, it just looked kind of, I don't know, as good as the playoffs. Playoffs hockey is amazing. Yeah. Um, so instill today, you know, that's pretty much, I'll watch a game here and then during the season, but I will not miss one game in the playoffs. No. I mean, if I have to have two TVs, I'll have two TVs on and watch both. Because yeah. I, 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 just, I just love it. No, but I mean, the, the regular season hockey, it's, you know, and I think it took a, it took a little, by taking the, the, the fighting away so much, I think it, it, it gives guys liberty to do pretty much whatever they want and there's no repercussion. Yeah. Um, and that was the, the, greedy, uh, the great thing back then is you did something wrong, you hit something from behind or you hit, you hit a top, one of the top players, you hit the goalie, stuff like that. You, you'll, you'll pay the price. It's coming. You know, yeah. and it, I thought he kept everybody regulated. And, and in today's world, you know, they can pretty much slash and do whatever they want, and really nothing's going to happen. And the guy who gets suspended 10 games if he jumps on the guy. And I think it's a little much. Um, even though, I, you know, I love watching good hockey, mm-hmm. I think fight size is part of it, and he needs to stay. But, again, like I said, uh, playoff hockey is amazing. No, for sure. Yeah, well said. And, like, yeah, me too. Like, I, I do get into the playoff hockey. For some reason, I don't know why, but – always the first round too seems to be the most exciting on it. I think the guys are just ready to go. They're nervous, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot for, of them. The first, 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 first game they're coming out of the gate and just, just go nuts. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you have the puck, you know, you get hit no matter yeah. what it's going to be hit after hit, after hit, after hit. And it's nonstop. And, and the fact that they, they have to win um, 16 games to win the cup. I mean, that's think about this. That's, that's the amount of football games the NFL does in, in a season. Yeah. You know, 16, 16 wins to make yeah. it through. It, it's, you know, it, it, you got to give it to those guys. If you make it to the end like that, um, it's it, it's great. That's one thing I got to say too. Like it's it's the the playoffs. I think it might be a little long, um, and that's why you see the Blackhawks winning every other year. When they won three, they won three out of five seasons. I think they were just wore out in between the two. I, I think it was season is so long. It gives you maybe a month, maybe six weeks, and then they yeah. go right back into training camp. I mean, that's, that's tough to do, especially if you go all the way. So uh, I think that, that, that might be something they might think about in the future is maybe shorten to, uh, back to 70, 72 games instead of 84 or 82. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, obviously this year is going to be exciting with uh, the play-in format. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm happy that my Habs are in. But uh, do you have a team? Like, obviously you're living in South Carolina now. The Habs always been my team. Okay. Um, I never, I never liked Quebec Nordiques. Uh, that was a huge rivalry for us back then, and even yeah. with the with Boston Bruins. Uh, but when when they traded Patrick Roy, everything changed. I mean, that was just that was a sad day for the Habs. For sure. and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look what's been going on since then. You know, when and when you went to Colorado, won two cups there. I, I believe those are two of our cups. I mean, yeah. if you would have stayed, um, yeah, that, that was an unfortunate event there. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, obviously, like I said, I'd like to have you back on the podcast uh, to do that top 10 list. Uh, just just kind of thought of it now. Do you want to get into the interrogation, which is what I do with uh, all my guests? Let's go. Let's do it. First question. What's your favorite hockey movie? Slapshot, for sure. The Number one, not the other the other ones that came after. No, not, not, not number <laughs> By <three>. far. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what, what is your go-to move on a breakaway? Uh, I would say pump fake. Go go back in between the legs. I was never able to pull that off. I always go uh, top corner, but it goes in uh, in the crowd. So, uh, <laughs> what's uh what's the best restaurant from your hometown, Riviera du Uh, Pizza Bon Voyage. It's a real small pizza place uh, right on Main Street, and they have by far the best pizza ever. Well, while we're talking pizza, uh, do pineapples belong on pizza? <laughs> You're one of those guys, eh? <laughs> Not, not much does not belong on pizza. Let's just say that. What's your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Oh, man, he has got so many. What's that Santa Claus movie where he plays the, uh, the elf? Elf. Elf, great right on. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a classic yeah. that you got to watch yeah. every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can, and you can watch that with your kids, too. So. That's right. That's right. I can watch it with my daughter, which is great. Yeah. yeah. hear that you are so weird and uh if you can have a drink with any hockey player dead or alive who would it be and why i would have a beer with gretzky he uh what i've heard from i've never met him i i, I actually walked next to him into a pro-am golf tournament okay. it was him and brett hall and uh i kind of walked with them like on the fairway and everything else but i was never able to actually you know make conversation and that would be a guy that I would love to ask questions because he seems so down to earth and such obviously a legend, um, best player of all time in my my book. I think he would have a great, uh, a lot of good stories for us, especially in those, you know, 70s, 80s, Oilers and, and, and how things were going on back then where there was no cell phone and, and uh, uh, social media and, and all that. So I think he would have uh, some great insight for me. No, definitely. And I have actually heard that he's a really nice guy, too. So it's, that's one thing with doing the podcast. You learn a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, I heard that he's a, a terrific human being as well. So uh, right now you look like you're ready to go play golf. Uh, not too sure <laughs> if you are, but uh, uh, I guess my next question is, which part of your golf game needs some work? Uh, which part doesn't? <laughs> send him home. I just send him home. It's time to go home there, ball. Son of a bitch, Paul. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white ass, Paul. Um, I can drive the ball really well, and everything after that starts going down. I would say my iron play, because uh, okay. I can putt okay. I can drive well. It's it's anything in between, and yeah. That's why I'm a 15 handicap, so I've, I've, I've never moved from there from 
equipment the whole time I played. So, still, but, I'm still uh, trying yeah, to break yeah. 105. So, but I, oh, yeah. I always <laughs> say that the best part of my game is my driving and my cheating. <laughs> there you go. The, the old yeah. foot wedge. You yeah, the old foot, foot wedge. wedge. <laughs> yeah, that comes out quite often. <laughs> this is uh, kind of the the last part of the the interview. Uh, I have you on Twitter, and uh, part of your profile says uh, this one time in junior B. So I'll let you finish the sentence. This is uh, this is just an inside joke with all my buddies from high, the, the the hockey group we have. We have a great like hockey group here. It's amazing. Guys from all over, uh, mostly Canadians, but some are locals as well. Um, and I always, because I always tell stories, right? I'm a big story guy, and I'm sure they heard my stories five, six times each. And and I remember saying stuff about one time in junior B or one time in blah blah blah. So so we kind of, uh, it's kind of just an inside joke with my buddies. I didn't really know what to put there, so I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna put this because I know they'll understand what I'm talking about. No, that's funny. Yeah, you know, there's always there's always a one guy in the dressing room. Oh, one time in junior B. So no. Oh, I I'm 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 that guy. I got stories guy. up the wires. Yes, yes. Right on. Well, I'll let you get to it. It looks like beautiful weather there. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us again. Oh, no problem at all. And uh, I look forward to that uh, top ten list. I'll come all up. Right. Take care. Thank you.